Hello, and welcome to Right Now with Ralph Martin, a podcast where author, speaker, and worldwide renewal leader, Dr. Ralph Martin, shares what the Holy Spirit is stirring up in the church right now. Words of encouragement from the Lord to strengthen you for such a time as this. We are glad you can be with us this week as we seek to encourage you for this moment in history. And now, your host, Ralph Martin. Brothers and sisters, we're continuing to talk, commenting on the amazing prophecies that we've been sharing over the last several weeks from Father Michael Scanlon, uh, how to respond to these prophecies, how to really take seriously what they're saying and actually act on them. And I'd like to uh, go back to one of the phrases I, I spoke about last week from his 1980 prophecy, where he says, you will have to choose what words you will follow and who you will respect. And in that choice, what has not been accomplished by the time of blessing and gifts will be accomplished by purification. And it goes on to say, there'll be a fire coming. It's a fire of love, but it's also a fire of purification. The fire will move among you and it will burn out what is chaff. The fire will move among you individually, corporately, in groups, and around the world. I will not tolerate the situation that is going on. I will not tolerate the mixture and the adulterous treating of gifts and graces and blessing with infidelity, sin, prostitution. What you need to do now is to come before me and complete surrender to my word and my plan. In the submission of this hour, what you need to do is to drop the things that are your own, the things of the past. And I think what he's really talking about here. It's not only the things that we're attached to, not only the physical things and not only the physical structures, but the false thinking we need to drop. The lies of the world that we've come to accept we need to drop. And I'm going to be focusing on that today. You need to, what you need to do is to see yourselves and those whom you have responsible responsibility for in light of this hour and judgment and purification. So the Lord is saying this is important for ourselves, but it's really important for those that we have responsibility for, those that we care for, those that we love, those that we're trying to serve. It's important that we drop the false thinking, drop the weird ideas we picked up from the culture, drop the new age spirituality, drop the skeptical approach to Holy Scripture, Drop the uh, make-up-your-own-religion mixture that's in our heads. You need to see them in that way and do for them what will best help them to stand strong and be among my faithful servants, for there will be casualties. Basically, the prophecy is saying, this is not just for you, it's for the people you care about. You need to help them see things in the light of eternity. You need to help them see things in the light of my word. Because there will be casualties. Those who don't build their house on the rock of God's word will be swept away by the the currents of the culture, by the corruption, by the false teaching, the false prophecy. And so we need, for, for the sake of our 
own salvation and for the sake of the salvation of those we care for to make sure we're really paying attention to the real Jesus. So today, I'd like to uh, continue on the theme of salvation, the truth about salvation. There's no more important truth than what must we do to be saved? And what kind of effort do we really need to make? And what is the Lord really telling us about the battle we're in right now and the truth about it? We're talking about putting on the mind and heart of Christ. We're we're talking about taking seriously every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Because man does not live by bread alone. Although our Father is so generously giving us our daily bread. But man lives by every word that comes out of the Word of God, from the mouth of God. So today we're going to take a Luke chapter 13, starting at verse 22. Jesus went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? Hmm. Boy, that's a pretty darn direct question. I sure would be interested in asking Jesus that question and listening to his answer. But Jesus doesn't give a numerical answer. He doesn't give us the percentage of those who are going to be saved or lost. He doesn't give us numbers. Then again, he doesn't say, oh, chill, guys, you know, don't get upset. Don't stress about it. You know, relax. just I wasn't I was just exaggerating, you know. This is you know, don't you remember your literary form? You know, this is Jewish hyperbole. No, well, he doesn't say that either. What he says is very relevant, it's very direct, and it's very important to hear. And a lot of times people, because they don't hear numbers, feel like they're not hearing anything really clear. But what Jesus says is really clear. He says Try very hard to enter by the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Because once the householder has risen up and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us. Lord, open to us. And he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, Oh, Lord, we ate and drank in your presence. You taught in our streets. But he will say to you, I tell you, I do not know where you come from me. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Then you will weep and gnash your teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. Whoa, boy, that's really, that's another shocking statement of Jesus. You know, people are saying, wait a second, Jesus, we're, we're your friends. You know, we, we came to your teachings. We hung out with you. We ate and drank with you. You know, us Catholics can sometimes have the same kind of presumption saying, Lord, wait a second, I'm a Catholic, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Irish, you know, I'm Hispanic, you know, I'm Italian, I'm a Catholic, you know, always been a Catholic, you know, I go to church sometimes, you know, you know, I go to communion, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Lord. And, and we don't want to be in the situation of the Lord saying that that's not good enough, you know, 
you maybe came to church occasionally, you maybe came to communion occasionally, but uh, you didn't pay attention to how I was asking you to make me the very center of your life. You didn't pay any attention to what I told you about how you had to put yourself into this wholeheartedly in order to get connected with me in the right way. And you didn't pay attention to me when I told you that at a certain point, the door is going to close. And when the door closes, that's it. Your choice has been made. You were familiar with me. You were familiar with my teaching but you didn't enter into relationship with me. You didn't believe. You didn't repent. You didn't really recognize who I was and how important it was for you to pay attention and to obey what I asked you to do. There's a place in the book of Hebrews where it says, Jesus, through his obedience, became the source of salvation for all those who obey him. It's not enough just to listen. We need to obey. What does Jesus tell us here? He says, try very hard to enter by the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will try to enter will not be able to. Jesus say, hey, you don't just kind of drift into the kingdom by floating along. You don't just drift into the kingdom by presuming you're an okay person. You don't just drift into the kingdom by comparing yourself to, you know, serial killers and say, I'm not as bad as that. No. Jesus says, you've got to really put something into it. You've got to really be willing to pick up your cross every day and follow me. You've got to be willing to repent and, and, and change your mind about the false things you've come to believe. You've got to really repent and turn away from anything that's like serious sin in your life. You've got to learn how to put Jesus first in your life and listen to his word so that everything about your thinking, everything about your acting is in harmony with his will. Now, we can make initial decisions to do this, and then we can drift away, right? And that's why the Lord tells us just 60 years after uh, he, he ascended to the Father in the book of Revelation, repent, return to your first love. So if we're going to really respond in a, in a meaningful way to the prophetic word that the Lord is giving us, we need to be willing to uh, repent and return to our first love. You know, there's certain aspects in this prophecy that talk about the Lord's been pouring out gifts and blessings. And if we haven't really responded with a wholehearted love of him in response to the gifts and blessings, if we drifted back into lukewarmness, if we've taken them for granted, we need to repent. We need to turn back to our first love. And the underlying Greek word for try very hard is where we get the English word agonize. Jesus is basically saying, do whatever you have to do to enter the kingdom of God. You know, one place he says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Another place he says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better to enter the kingdom missing an arm or missing an eye than to go down to hell with an intact body. But Jesus is basically saying in all these scripture passages that we're going to be looking at is that this is not a game. This is not a fake kind of thing where everybody gets a trophy at the end. This is a precious offer by God, sealed in the blood of his son, so precious so holy, 
so generous, so unimaginably loving. And what the Lord is looking for isn't robots, isn't slaves. He's looking for love. He's offering us something as real and beautiful as friendship with him, friendship with God. He's offering us something that the Apostle Peter in one of his epistles talks about as participation in the divine nature. Us, weak, flesh and blood, being offered immortality, eternal life, resurrection glory, unending bliss and happiness. And all we have to do is repent and believe and obey and pray for the perseverance we need to remain faithful to Jesus to the end. So brothers and sisters, wherever you are, whatever your situation is, if you need to return to your first love, return to your first love. If you've been slacking off in doing your part in seeking God, in praying, in reading sacred scripture, in caring about the salvation of others, you know, if we really care about our sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters, our relatives, our friends, our neighbors, we're not going to be praying for them to get, just praying for them to get healed of their illnesses. We're praying for them to get good jobs. We're going to be praying for their faith, for their repentance, for their conversion. Uh, We're going to be praying for their eternal salvation. We're going to be looking at them with the eyes of love with which the Father loves them and cries out to them. Enter through the narrow door. Now, what's the narrow door? The narrow door is a beloved son. The narrow door is Jesus. The narrow door is Jesus who says, Come to me, all you are heavily burdened, and I will give you rest for your soul. For my yoke is sweet and my burden is light. You can rest your head on my heart and trust me and trust my love and trust my purity, trust my power, trust my wisdom, trust my concern for you and for your salvation. May we respond to him. May we not just be familiar with his teaching, but enter into relationship with him. May we not just be presumption on his mercy, but respond to it with eager faith and zeal. Amen. This podcast is brought to you by Renewal Ministries, part of the Renewal Podcast Network. If you are enjoying this podcast, we invite you to help us spread the word by leaving us a rating or review, following or subscribing to this podcast, or sharing on social media. Until next time, this is Right Now with Ralph Martin.